everybody. Welcome to Talking Mules number six. We are interviewing my buddy Andres Victoria today. What's up, Rob? How are you doing? I'm alright. And you know? Morgan, hello. <laughs> oh, I'm forgetting your sister, and me too. I apologize. She doesn't matter, we're not interviewing her. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be mean about it. But today we're going to be talking about just Andres. Just the, all that encompasses Andres Victoria. All me, man, all me. Oh boy. He's got a pretty <laughs> cool story. We've known him since middle school. About, yeah, been a long time. You know, back in the day he had the cool little shaves bowl cut going down. Yeah, me and Robert best friends in middle school a little awkward oh yeah we were both we were little chubby chub boys little chubby chub boys you guys were really chubby a little too much played too many video games yo (laughs) we would like weekly gather around his house and drink mountain dew eat doritos and get stuffed crust pizza Hut pizza. dude my thing about we literally drink like 12 packs to ourselves eat a full not not, not the little ones the family size bags we'd eat them yeah we would kill those Oh my god! Twelve <laughs> oh, It was it was beautiful. It was glorious. Our our stomachs were so ready for it too. We were like healthy enough to do it. <laughs> now if I did that, I think my stomach would just rupture yeah, and kind of. I don't even know, but good times, man. Yeah, we have good times. Right? I had good times like when I was thirteen. Oh, the good old days back when I was a midget. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back when you guys were goofy and little, Goofballs. before you blossomed into the men you are today. Uh, I thought you both stretched out to the same height, yeah. but it took me longer than him. Like he was really tall early on in high school, and I kind of stayed the same. And then we kind of met in the middle. Well, I remember Lucas was like the quickest grower. I remember like how he just spurred it like after seventh grade. And we're like, when are we gonna catch up? <laughs> and then and I got it. I know you're always the slowest. I was. Hey, it's okay though. Now we're all here. We're all here. Uh, I, dude, I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah. No one's seen him in a while. Anyway. Yeah, so Andres is visiting from New York. We haven't seen him in a few years, right? I saw him this year. Oh, you did? I haven't yeah, seen no, him yeah, probably. Yeah, no, you were in college, though. So I came for spring break to see Rob. Okay. Um, well, you just had your surgery a couple weeks before that, didn't you? I think, it was it right after? No, it was right before the... Right before the Right the before one, the right? second surgery. Yeah, I was right before that. Um, we called, we hung out a couple times, and... But yeah, before that, I was like, I haven't seen you since I left for Florida, which was uh, like 2014. 20, no, 2016. You left 2016? Yeah, it's 2018, Rob, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when did you guys graduate high school? 2016. Oh, 2016. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yeah, there. we hung out. I remember we hung out right before I left for New York. It was me, you, and Nick. We all hung out a couple times, and yeah, last time I saw him was this past spring break again. So. Gang, gang. Yeah, it's been a while, obviously. Different so... colleges, so. How are you liking New York? What are you doing up there? Yeah, so I actually love New York. I was very scared, obviously, because the cold and, you know, meeting new people, new friends, new surroundings. But honestly, um, it's a great state. So far, the people, I mean, I live in Buffalo, New York, so every city's different. But Buffalo, it's an interesting city. Uh, folks are very nice. Um, it's really getting up there. Buffalo had a rough time. They, they're booming back in the day, and then, you know, the steel industry went down. They lost a lot of, the economy went down. People moved out, but... They're really renovating the whole area. Um, downtown's really nice. My sister lives down there. Now she's loving it. People are nice. Food's great. Um, and the seasons are actually beautiful. Like, when fall comes, it's something I can't describe until you go there. Like, when you're just, like, I don't know, like a cornfield pumpkin patch, you see, like, the leaves changing. You're with your friends. Like, having hot chocolate gets in the winter and the snow. It's awesome. I love it so far. So you can see yourself being there after graduation. Yeah, definitely. I love New York State, but you know, I don't end up in New York. I definitely think somewhere up north would be well, because Florida's great. Always be my home. I have my roots here. Like, Rob's my best friend. i always be down here, but like, I can't stand the humidity sometimes. Like, it's unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> I like the north now. <laughs> it was 9 a.m., and I swear to God, I was sweating outside. Oh, I was too. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, you just go from your door to the car, and you're already, like... I need to dry your pits off. Like, it's disgusting. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> you gotta yeah. dry your pits off? What are you, a heathen? 
You don't want to stain your shirt. Yeah, you got to dab him. So we got a little... Ew. <laughs> well, my dad's bad. He always sweats, and he has, like, a towel in his car. He walks up for two seconds, comes in, goes, whoosh, whoosh. He's like, oh, my God, Iho, it's so hot outside. I'm like, Dad, aren't you used to this? You've been here for over 20 years. He's like, no, I hate the heat. I'm like, why don't you move? Because I like the beach. So, it's each their own. That's the one thing I like about the North is, like, you don't always have to have AC blasting. But, like, the second you're in a car here, going to building, like, you need your AC, like, full blast. Yeah. So, yeah, it's terrible. It was hot this morning. So, what are you involved with up at school? Yeah, so, um, I go to Syracuse University. Hashtag go orange. Um, <laughs> so lame. Of course. I, I got bleed orange. I love the sports there. It's a, obviously, you know, okay, point being is the Prince Review just came out, and we're, like, a top five party school again. So, you know, always proud to be proud of that. But we're also good <laughs> academic school. So, you know, you get that nice balance of social life and, you know, good no, academics. Yeah. But other than that, like, I love it, um... Involved in politics my whole life. I mean, Rob always are talking politics in you know, like middle school and yeah, but he, like, he's radically life. shifted since middle school. Like middle school, he was probably like Ron DeSantis, right? Ron DeSantis, right? And then now exactly. he's you know he's burning. He's yeah, a, he's a burn boy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like views change when you grow up and stuff. Um, definitely. But when it comes to being at Syracuse now, um, I love it. Um, I'm part of College Democrats. I actually just became president of College Democrats at SU. When I first arrived as a freshman, there was maybe five, six kids in the first club meeting. Now we've grown over 50 members, and when we have events, we get huge turnouts. The people from awesome. downtown come in for interviews and stuff. We've been on the news. We help with voter registration, all that jazz. So it's awesome. I feel like we're able to get out to people and like make students know that like your voice matters, and it's awesome. I'm a double major in political science, policy studies. I'm going to be a TA for a public policy class. Um, it's good so far. I'm really enjoying it. I think I'm getting a great education. I've got good friends there. I, I think I definitely made the right choice going here. Man of the people. I love it. And, I mean, it's because of you that the College Democrats organization has grown so much. I mean, you probably won't take all the credit yourself because you're yeah. humble, but, I mean, that's what, if you said it was five, six members at the beginning, and now you're up to 50 and you're the president, like... That's yeah. because of you. I don't know if I can, like, name people about their approval, but I'll just say, like, I definitely had a great e-board. I have really good friends, some that graduated that were with me all the way, so they're a huge, huge reason why this club got uplifted. But I definitely think, you know, I, I just think I'm always, I always talk politics. Even with my friends, I bring something up, like, hey, did you hear the news? Hey, this. I think that's the thing I do in college. Even when I'm, like, not with my club, I'm in class, I'm like, hey, you know your voice matters? Hey, are you registered to vote? Just simple things like that. They go, oh, no, I'm not. Can you talk more about that? Oh, what is College Democrats? What is that? And you just make it a part of a conversation. Whether you're at a party, a football game, just, you know, let people know that you can get involved. And that's why I'm glad it's grown and makes me happy when I graduate. I hope it keeps going. Yeah, so what's something that frustrates you the most when you bring up that you want to be involved in politics and stuff like that? Yeah. What do people tend to say when you talk about that? The number one thing, I it's even in Florida, anyone... I don't do politics or I don't like talking about politics and I think it's almost a disservice telling yourself that because you don't have to be a poli-sci major you don't have to be involved in government or like be a history buff or anything but you know you live in this country you have a big voice in your community you should care about that's all I simply want people to know people go oh I don't watch the news it's too depressing or you know like uh, I don't understand it that's fine like you go to college you're trying to learn you can learn from other people you know it's not don't be scared to ask you like how do you register to vote what do what does each party mean? What does his legislation mean? I think it's just about letting people know that like it's okay to talk about politics. It doesn't always have to be in a bickering match. You can have a nice, decent conversation most of the times. Yeah, but so many people get emotional early on in those conversations. Mm-hmm. They never go anywhere. Yeah, people get in like fist fights. They fight like fuck you for thinking this way. It just always ends up going there. 
Yeah, I think um, that's a big reason people say that because they do see the toxicity, especially on social media like Facebook and Twitter. You see people just going on debates and insults, and it's very divisive. I think people want to get away from that because they don't want to do it in real life. But I think when you actually have an eye-to-eye conversation with someone, you do it in a respectful manner. Don't go in like trying to purposely piss someone off. Yeah. I think it's good, but that is definitely a big reason. I definitely notice now more so than ever that it is getting very divided, especially between like friend groups. Like People don't want to hang people from the other political spectrum, which... I can't say personally that's good or bad, but that's something I've noticed personally. Like, I notice my friends who are liberal tend to stay of liberals, and even the ones who are my conservative friends, I don't really see as much anymore because it gets brought up and it kind of upsets us. But to each their own, I guess. But that's a big thing I hear, but I don't like hearing because I think, you know, if you're an American, even not an American, you're just someone living in the United States visiting, you know, you have a voice. This country, your freedom of speech, use your mouth, you know? Yeah. How do you feel about people hating other political parties? Because I don't think you hate the right or the left. You hate extremism. You hate people that go all the way to the right or all the way to the left. Because once you go to that danger zone, you become such a product of your political belief that you become almost... You can't even talk to that person anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like when people are stuck in their echo chambers, especially like when people are watching too much of one news source or only getting information from one person or source, it... um. It's a disservice to them, and it's almost a form of cognitive dissonance where you're just closing your eyes and your ears, and you're like, I'm not going to see you, I'm not going to listen to you, this is my worldview, and it's in state like that's the way I die. Yeah. And it's on both sides, obviously. You have the people on the left, you have the people on the alt-right, and it's very, very toxic, and it's sad, because, I mean, you're supposed to have your differences, but it should be the point where we're dividing it, you're hating other people's states, you're insulting people's families over it. There needs to be a bridge, obviously, between both parties, um me being liberal and stuff, I think we have the better option of doing that, but I think we should never not treat someone as a human being just because they differ with you. At the end of the day, you know, we're citizens, we're people, we're all humans of this earth, we should love one another, and it shouldn't be the point where we want to get, like you said, fist fights, kill each other. Yeah. That's but not right. when I think about it, too, so, I you said, like, a lot of people will stop being friends over differing political views and stuff, but it's mm. like, how can you be friends with someone who's, like, thinks it's okay that kids are in cages and families are being separated. You know, like, it's not just like, oh, I want taxes to be cut or I think this economic mm-hmm. policy should be changed. Like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll still be friends with you regardless of, like, how you think the government should be run. But when it comes to things like not caring that a lot of the Republican Party wants to just, like, completely reduce immigration and, like, kick people out that are, like, providing for this country, like, that is what frustrates me so much, like, the lack of empathy. Because, like, how can you be empathetic with someone that doesn't have any empathy towards just, like, people that aren't like them? But think about it. Do you really have any friends that are like that? You have no friends that are conservatives. Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. There's a couple girls in my sorority. But they're probably not all the way gung-ho immigration. Um, she goes to Trump rallies. Like, her family is, like, from... St. Augustine, I doubt she listens to these because she knows, like, what my views are. So, like, Mm. we have a group chat with all our friends, and she's the only person in the group chat that is so, like, diehard Trump, and she shares, like, ridiculous things on Facebook or whatever, but as soon as, like, something comes up in the group chat, she just, like, disappears. Like, we don't see her. So she just, like, doesn't participate in the conversation. That's kind of just how that has happened. So, like, we still are obviously friends with her. She's friends with us, but, like, there's always that taboo of, like, we know if we talk about something, we should just start a different group chat, because, like, she's gonna be Dang offended it. by that. Yeah. It's tough. Like I said, I I can't speak for everyone. It's it's definitely an issue. Um, I think 
it's like one hand you know like you you, you want to educate people you want to tell them like hey this is right it's improper this happened to kids you know it, it's almost like one of my friends so he's a conservative and he brought up a point one time where he was like Andres, why do you care that i'm conservative we're still friends we share the same likes music sports everything else why does it matter how i vote and i thought to myself you're almost right but technically you do because when you vote for let's say trump and the conservative gop you're voting to cut things like social security that impacts me and my family medicare that impacts me and my family so ultimately you call me your my friend which means you should be my keeper my brother's keeper you know we're we're supposed to be together but you're not helping my life you're only helping yours and you put that in your head like how can we be friends and i agree it makes it tough i don't want to distance myself from but at times it feels like that or you just don't want to talk politics it'll get people upset i can't offer a solution that's like the conundrum of american politics i guess until maybe one day someone's smart enough to figure it out but the best way is just always talk to them and be nice and just be like this this is the facts that's the big thing right now fake news and people are using that term just because they don't want to accept reality and yeah. we need to tell people facts are facts are facts and you got to accept it and just slowly tell them like hey this is what studies show this is what research has shown this is why i believe in this legislation because we're voting to help most people yeah but so many people yeah don't even believe in scientists mm-hmm. like they're climate saying that, yeah just the whole like it's crazy that climate change is an issue that people say is fake when 99 percent of scientists agree yeah. that climate change is man-made it's, astounding. I, I like it's how just they, insane i like how they go outside and like oh, it's hotter than usual today and they yeah. still and just, they just go about their lives they're like you know what <laughs> but then they bring burr, burr, burr. a snowball into oh yeah into congress it's still snowing how can the world how can the earth be warmer i don't get it i don't understand that oh my gosh yeah it's it's amazing like i say it's just i think it's cognitive dissonance and it's hard to break through people's thoughts sometimes because they're just so stuck in their ways you have to reach people that are willing to listen and it makes it tough because ultimately like you want to tell them you're right but in their head they're saying no i'm right and that's the whole concept of debates but it's just tough because what really upsets me is especially going to syracuse we have a great journalism school i have so many friends that are in the journalism program and they work hard like they want to be journalists they get their facts straight they're good people and when they're told like hey you're fake news it's like a discredit to them like i go to college to learn how to be a journalist and you're gonna say i'm fake because i'm reporting stuff that you don't agree with yeah and it's a very frustrating especially what trump said like how the media is the enemy of the people that's that is, so that's scary. scary. That is beyond scary. Who, 1984. Who who would think you'd hear that in 2018? And I remember I saw a rally with CNN one time. I think it was in Florida this rally happened. CNN was there and all the people were um, yelling slurs at the anchors and saying, you're fake news, F you, all this crap. I saw that video. It and it was horrible. Like, how can, this guy has a family. He's just reporting the news. But you're going to attack him and say, you're fake, you're this, you're that. Every slur in the book, it's, yeah. it's disgusting. And that's the thing. I conservatives, I'm gonna disagree with them as much as possible. But the biggest reason I'm involved right now is not just because of the GOP. It's just this: Trump has brought up something in our in our culture that has been silent for a while, and it's scary. It's scary, and that's what people go, "Why do you hate Trump so much?" It's not because he's a Republican. I have my disagreements with Republicans, but it's just Trump loves this hatred, and he's just fueling the fire. How his right now his um, speechwriter just got fired because he was known to be with white nationalists. It was just breaking news yesterday. But people Jesus. don't give a crap about that. They don't care about that or how he said the N-word or how he's taken advantage of women his whole life. Yeah. They don't care about that. And it's spewing these people who are racist, low-key, now they're coming back out of the woodwork. Yeah. And that's what gets me upset because it's almost like you said, people are going further left, further right, and it's just going to create a bigger and bigger and bigger divide. And how can we ever be in the middle? Like, it, people aren't embarrassed to be racist anymore. 
Like, yeah. they don't feel like they need to hide it. No. It's, it's crazy. They don't feel like they need to hide, like, this blatant... Like, okay, Laura Ingram's thing where this isn't the America we love anymore. It's, it's unrecognizable. It's like, no, nah, it's just diverse. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, we're not full of white people. Like, chill the F out. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. McDonald's ass, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing I love about Trump's slogan is make America great again. And I always wonder what is great. Yes, our country is powerful and I'm proud at times to be an American. But when were we really great? When we enslaved people? When we didn't give women a right to vote? Or yeah. a right to speak even? You know what he's talking about though, right? Exactly. Like he, that golden era, post-World War Two, where exactly. we had economic... Who, and who did it benefit only though? White, middle-class, white, middle-class males especially. While the women stayed home. G.I. Bill. They got free. Exactly. And it was a great time. If you're that person for the rest of America, you were still, you weren't really full American. No. And people say that was the greatest time in America. Like, it's preposterous to think that. Well, and they say, like, let's take our country back. It's like, from who? You still own it. It's it's (laughs) always been run by white people. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's still completely run by white people. Why are you acting like you need to take it back? It's crazy to me. But here we are. Yeah. And that's like my biggest thing. I think um, this year at Syracuse, we had our um, first college Democrats, college Republicans debate. And we only expected like maybe 50 people show up. Over 300 people show up in an auditorium. only fit like 150. Like people were sitting like on the uh, ground outside in the halls listening in because people just wanted to hear a civic discussion. And I think we won because we got all the applause and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not going to knock that out because I think we did a good job. Everyone who was in my club did an amazing job with that debate. But um, I think having just debates like that and making people realize there's an audience who's willing to listen, especially among young kids, will make them, hmm, maybe these views are better. Like, hmm, maybe I can meet halfway. Like, we were talking about gun legislation with the um, Republicans, and a lot of points we were agreeing with, actually. And it was cool because, like, Republicans were like, oh, Democrats to take our laws away, don't take our guns away, and then Democrats are like, no, we just want to make stricter rules. It seems like amongst millennials, we are kind of meeting that way, especially with the recent shootings and stuff, because we've grown up with that. Like, we're all Floridians. Like, I was born here. Like, Parkland was near my dad's house. Like, yeah, it affects us. So it's like there's some issues that we can meet with people who are conservative, and we should focus on that instead of like social issues for now. I think because you know social issues are beyond beyond important. Like I said, it's just gonna keep entering bickering and these Twitter debates and. It just, it, it saddens me at times. Like, I love politics. It fuels me. But at times, it just really, really makes me depressed that people can say such hurtful things. Yeah. And what frustrates me so much is, like, the whole idea of, like, being Republican conservative is, like, we don't want government getting into our business, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so if you want the government to not be in your business, why are you trying to get in the business of the LBGTQ community? Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to get into the business of women just trying to yeah. take care of their bodies? You know, that's, like, what's so, like there's such hypocrisy because it's like we don't want regulation no it's like they just don't want the government regulating their out of control businesses that are taking advantage of people exactly but they want to everything control... else their social problems they want and power yeah. exactly it's yeah. it makes it's so it makes me so mad yeah, I, <laughs> I just know. i saw um i don't know the full story because i don't live here as a member, but i was reading an article and it said that rick scott signed a bill now that in god we trust is going to be put in all the public schools here in florida i believe I don't know when. I think it'll sign in March. And it's going to be in effect now. I don't know if it's going to be in every school, but it's the fact that, like, you're not... There's supposed to be a separation of church and state, especially with all the diversity in our country. Yeah. And it's like, we don't want government, but I'm going to have my Republican governor sign a law that only benefits Christians, you know? 
Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I mean, sense. well, God is, like, kind of a universal a general term. Universe. No, no, I, I agree, yeah. but to some people it's offensive, especially... If, that's true. Because, I mean, once if someone's not religious, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, just like, it's just, like, unnecessary. Like, yeah, why? that's what I'm saying. You're just kind of stirring they wanna, the pot. Yeah, they want to kind of just plaster their beliefs all over the state. It's mm-hmm. kind of just, this is what I feel, so I feel, it's what I believe, I want you to know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the, I'm on top. I'm top dog. Yeah. This is the top dog religion. They're kind of it's like a power play. Yeah, exactly. And also, some people, like people in our family, say, <laughs> "Oh, the reason all these shootings are happening is because God's not allowed in schools oh, anymore." Oh, I love seeing those. Oh, because yeah, bullying, because <laughs> bullying's gonna stop if we all pray about it. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, it's just it's insane. Just the there's such a just disconnect between so many people. Just like I. I want so badly to understand where some people are coming from. Yeah, but from. you get too emotional too fast. So oh, you, I know. that, And that's something I'm trying to work on. It's hard, But it's hard for her because she so strongly believes in mm-hmm. what she believes in. So she can't. And when somebody kind of is ignorant in her eyes or they just won't, they won't, like, listen to reason. Exactly. Well, no, my whole thing is, like, the bottom line, it's, like, empathy. Like, just understand what other people are going through and just, I don't know, maybe try to help. Like, no life is more important than the other, so why are we putting more emphasis on, like, helping white people when there's so... Like, you know, no life is more valuable than the other. So just like, be empathetic towards everyone. That's, yeah. like, what frustrates me so much. So let's rein it in. What are you doing besides you're involved in College Democrats? I saw you were working with the politician up there. Yeah, so um, I live in a town called Blaisdell, New York. It's near another city called Hamburg. It's about 15, 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo. Um, we are in a district called the New York 27th, and it is currently under Chris Collins, a Republican. And I don't know if you saw the news, but Chris Collins just got recently arrested for uh, insider trading. Oh, that's your district? That's my district, yep. Whoa, I did not know that. Yeah, and um, it's big news because my area is very red, actually. It covers like five counties. It's a very rural part of New York because even though I'm near Buffalo, the line's cut off, so I'm basically represented with other five people counties where it's all farmers mostly. And um, it's been a red district for a while, but the fact that Collins just got indicted now, and I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to ultimately get charged because... There's a lot of evidence against him at the moment. My The guy I've been working with, working with his name's uh, Nate McMurray, he has a big shot right now, and he's been really rising up in the polls. He's been doing a lot of press interviews. I've been with him, and he's a great guy. He's not a politician. He was a lawyer. Um, he, All politi- a lot of politicians lot, are lawyers. Yeah, so. a lot of <laughs> lawyers, but it, he, he didn't eventually, he didn't really have a goal of being in politics. Like, he was active, but he was never thinking I would serve in office. He was actually asked by people in his town. He served as supervisor's town, and he was asked to run. So um, this is the first time he's run for any first, office? Yeah, well, he's a supervisor. So th- he ran for local office. First time he was, like, running for a big okay. federal position. And um, he's an honest, funny, nice guy. He's just very true to his heart. He loves his community. He's a Western New Yorker his whole life. His dad died when he was young. His dad worked. Um, he was with his mom, worked his way through law school, everything. So he's been middle class all life. He knows what the struggle is. He's very pro-union very pro-middle class you know democrats can be and he thinks he can reach these voters because at the end of the day his whole thing is like you know this federal the federal government washington it's not supposed to be a machine and the republicans they think they can just tell people like this is your candidate the fact that like this guy broke the law and is still running hasn't even resigned they think they know better than the the, um, district's own constituents and he's trying to say like listen like i'm here to represent you i'm an average guy this chris collins guy he's a millionaire he just broke big laws and all he can say is, I apologize, I'm going to fight this off. 
it's it's sad and it's been great working with him because every time i talk to him i can tell he has passion he's energetic he's funny and he just loves his community and that's what he's doing he's doing it for his kids he's doing it for us he just wants to be the change and um kind of like i was talking to rob it's like my own story being brought up you know in a dysfunctional household my mother struggled with alcoholism my grandma and grandpa had to raise me it showed me that not everyone in america can have the best life and i think that's why i like about him and a lot of these democrats because they've been through similar struggles they've lost someone they've had to live paycheck to paycheck and i'm i'm very glad to see that people like him are running because it shows that people care not everyone doesn't care about what's going on people are content but they want to help others like you said empathy and that's one thing i have is I care about people. When I having a good time, I'm always really someone's having an equal good time. And that's what makes me want to get involved because I know that we can do better. Not just for our towns, not just for our state, but for our country. And I just, I'm happy. I think there's going to be a good change in November. I think a lot of places are going to go blue. I think people are waking up and saying, you know what? This America is not all right. We have a lot of problems to fix. And it's time we get off our social media. It's time we get out of our bed. We actually go talk to people. Let's knock on some doors. Let's actually go out and vote. And I think when we start doing that, we see the change around us, you know, better schools, better healthcare, everything. We go, hmm, my voice matters. This works. And I think that's what gets me involved because I see change now. I see good people running. I see what they're doing for their cities. And I'm proud to be a part of that and help these people get there because I know that, you know, if I can make someone's life better, it makes everyone better. And that's what America should be. We should be a land of opportunity. We should be an example for the world. And I think by being our brother's keepers, our sister's keepers, that's what it is to be American, and frankly, I think that's what it is to be human. Damn, all right. <laughs> Sorry that was like a little too politician Vic- slash philosophical, but... Victoria 2025, <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Yeah, for Eat real. Andre's Victoria. <laughs> that was, a, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm convinced I'll vote for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're you running, you, man. If you put the Boston accent on it, though, it'd sound like fucking 88 times better too like a collective beauty my sister's keeper my brother's keeper we're all here together we will take man to the moon by the end of this decade <laughs> look at that e. that's really good yeah gfk hey, hey mine's good too don't be there no you're both of your now nah, rob rob is the best in person i, I got the i got the bubba i like the bubba hi now hi baby <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, working with him has been great. I got a lot of experience. Um, I don't know if you saw I put on Facebook. We were, I was actually in the news with him. He did. A, I saw yeah. you were on a yeah. picture yeah. right next to him. Yeah, I, was, I was low key nervous because like all I do is stand there, but it was really hot. I'm like, oh boy, hope I don't start sweating. It looked gross, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I actually took my friend to um one of his rallies for the first time, and she's never been to like any political thing ever. And she's like, I had a good time. It was actually nice hearing what he cares about and seeing people support it. And she's like, yeah, I love to come again. And it was awesome doing that. That's what I'm saying. Like, ultimately, like, when you bring people these things, you realize that there's, like, actual people going to these and that there's a purpose behind it and a movement. It gets people motivated and they want to be involved and that's how you grow. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you see yourself one day, like, maybe running for office? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to talk shows. I'm going to ask, like, Oprah and all that. Are oh, you thinking you're going to run one day? Um, <laughs> we'll see. Like, right now, um, I'm just going through college. I want to obviously work with more campaigns, just work on legislation of legislators but um you know one day if i film in a great area have my family together and stuff you know maybe i would run a lot of people do say like not to like show myself off but they're like you care about things and people like seeing that i guess in individuals i mean i sure as hell like seeing it so if people go up to me in my town like hey we think you care about us and you could do something whether it's in our state or government can you run like of course i would do that if people think i would do a good job i do it i'm very confident when i do I just don't want people to think, like, my goal is to, like, 
be in office my whole life and just like you know become like a corrupt politician like i don't like that i ultimately just want to be involved in politics because i want to make the world a better place because i've seen the hardships in life personally i've seen it in my friends and i don't want my kids or their kids or their kids 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 down the road to have to go through that that's the whole point of this country that we're supposed to progress we're supposed to make our children's lives easier than what we had to go through that's the story of human nature you know so yeah you know if it ever came up to me i would love to so how did you get involved with this Nate McMurray guy? How did you like find out about his campaign? Yeah, like, where did all that start? Um, so this summer I was working, um, and uh, I had to make money obviously. But when I had free time, I was like, you know, I don't want to sit at home all day playing Fortnite. You know, Fortnite's <laughs> fun. I like talking, having some free time. But um, I wanted to actually get involved because I need a break. Honestly, I do it all the time in Syracuse, but I haven't heard it's my passion. So I'm like, let me see who's running, and I type in. New York 27 district and I see who's running and I'm like oh Democratic McMurray let me reach out to him I send him an email they're like oh hi Andres nice to meet you we could definitely use your help uh, I went to a couple rallies with him knocked it off of him he comes to all of them shakes my hand he's such a great guy and I just helped around and I met really, I met his uh, campaign workers um, they're great people a lot of them are young college kids as well um, that's how I really got to do it and then when this whole Chris Collins thing broke out with the uh, Republican got indicted um, he just took off in the media, like, the news. Like, we only got, like, a couple cameras once in a while, but when this news broke, like, everywhere he goes now, he's getting, like, full press coverage. Like, it's on the news and stuff. So it's like, oh, wow, we're actually on the radar now. So it's even cooler to get yeah. involved because, like, you might be on the news or, like, you're seeing more people getting behind him. Um, So that's how I found him out. Right now, I'm going back to Syracuse, and there's a congressional race there between Dana Balter, the Democrat, and John Kako, Republican. He's the current incumbent. And she's actually leading most polls right now. And I'm very excited to get behind that movement. Um, I think she talks great of college kids, and it's going to be fun being with that. I want to have my hands full, pretty much. I want my guy back home to win. I want Syracuse to go blue as well. And, I mean, I want you guys to vote out, hopefully, in Florida and make Florida partially blue. I know it could be hard at times, especially with the, what's his name, DeSantis? Ron DeSantis. Running for governor, telling his kid to build the wall of Legos. Well, and <laughs> then the, guy, the other Republican, Putnam, is, like, just as bad, but... Putnam is, like, even more kind of, like, just deep, like, in the pocket of so many, like, the NRA, like, yeah. Big Sugar, like, all of that yeah, stuff. So terrible. both options are just, like, so terrible. Because I, it's, like, hard to, like, think which one would be better. Well, no, DeSantis is a Trump boy, and, and Putnam's a Christian gun lover, you know? Yeah, so, so whichever one, whichever one feels better going down, you choose. Because sometimes I think, okay, the Ron DeSantis guy really doesn't know what he's doing. He just, like, is winning because Trump endorsed him. Mm -hmm. He really, like, doesn't have any experience to know what's going on. So it's like, maybe that's better. But then it's like, I don't know, should we get a guy with more experience that actually does know? Because then maybe he'd be more successful in putting shitty policies in place. Yeah. So it's like, you can't win. Yeah, it's like, you know, have someone a little more competent but signs about legislation or someone who just likes to divide us more but won't, like, actually hear us because you know what he's doing. So, yeah. Well, both, either way kind of sucks. They're both going to hurt us regardless. Yeah. But what I do like about Florida is that both Re Republicans and Democrats need to run on the fact of, like, cleaning up our water and, mm -hmm. like, doing good for the environment because so much of Florida's yeah. um, economy relies on our environment being beautiful so people come down and are tourists so that i do like they both talk about what they're going to do to like fix this blue green mm -hmm. algae like travesty that's happening yeah. and all that stuff so there is like some differences in florida republicans and like national republicans mm -hmm. i have definitely noticed but they just are both 
Yeah, I would. Would you say though that a lot of the environmental problems are caused by Republicans that were elected previously, um, or do you think it was both parties? It's definitely both because both? Okay. Um, it, it's it's a lot of like the agricultural practices mm-hmm. and just we need more people that understand science and government because they really don't get why there is algae or why there are all these issues. Mm-hmm. And the Army Corps of Engineers is at most fault for the whole Lake Okeechobee disaster because they've spent years and years just like doing nothing and just like covering up previous problems so it's like from the get-go they just had terrible planning yeah and the army corps of engineers just around this whole country just does stupid stupid things keystone (laughs) pipeline all that jazz yeah Yeah, i know yeah i think um that's another thing i think environment is something that our generation is really kicking off well i think we're like hey you know climate change is real amongst most millennials uh recycling is good we should you know put investments into clean energy you know solar panels and all that and that's just something that's out of touch with i think older generations especially i heard someone in buffalo new york say they don't want um more windmills on the lake because it ruins the view if anything, I think it's kind of pretty seeing them sometimes yeah. in the skyline. And, like, to us, we're like, we don't care. Like, it's going to save us money and help the environment. But to them, it's like, no, screw future generations. I'm on my nice, like, view till I die. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I've heard that <laughs> argument a lot. And then people try to say that windmills kill, they kill our birds and they cause all these issues. They kill maybe, like, 100,000 birds a year. Meanwhile, household cats that get on the loose kill, like, <laughs> 3 million birds or something a year. Like, yeah. I, I know it, th- it might have been 3 like 30 million it's something three and million like it's a huge number that Mm. just cats kill birds every year so that's like a ridiculous thing to say yeah no it is i mean you can't put that logic we drive cars and how much road kills are all the time like exactly it sucks it's gonna happen i mean animals live of us and we have technology but it's ultimately gonna save i mean what's better i mean i know they're gonna get hurt once in a while but you know look at the gulf we had look at the birds got hurt in that because of our idiocracy practicing getting oil out of the ground and you know, the climate's changing, animals are going to die, including us, so mm-hmm. we got to do something. <laughs> yeah, and that's honestly how I started getting more involved in politics, was I was always like, really adamant on like environmental causes. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to learn that it's all tied in together, helping the environment, it brings like environmental justice, like social justice, it's all connected and that's kind of when I realized, like, oh, like, I actually, like, I'm really interested in policy and politics. That's kind of what brought me there. Because mm. you can't have a thriving community while, like, there's shitty, like, social and environmental repercussions. Yeah. So it's it's all connected. Definitely, definitely. I think, um environment is gonna i don't i think bernie sanders said it i think like climate change is the greatest threat to humanity and people kind of laugh at that but it is very serious and i think we'll start getting the real effects when we're older but it's really our kids and our kids kids are gonna feel it the most and it's scary to think that like it gets so hot people are gonna be mass migrating yeah people don't think about that places in florida or the islands gonna start getting higher sea levels places underwater like that's so freaky to think and it's people are look back in history go what were you thinking yeah. And we need to step it up, because I don't want to be in the part of the history book saying we were idiots. Yeah. Well, we definitely are. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, the 2016 election already showed that. Let's... Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, in future textbooks and stuff, there's going to be, like, pictures of tweets. Like, mm-hmm. kids are going to be reading about when President Trump, like, said, like, tried to start a war over Twitter with 
just multiple countries and, like, yeah. said all these things. Like, that's going to be in textbooks. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we're passing down are just this crazy, crazy time. Yeah. So when we have grandkids one day, they're going to be like, you were around during that? Like, that's, like, what is kind of happening right now. This mm-hmm. is going to be, like, a time that is talked about mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. <sighs> it's like back then, people, like, we look at segregation, all people go, what were you? What were you doing? It goes just back to us. What were we doing with climate? What were we doing when Trump got elected, yeah. you know? It, that's just history. You're you're not noticing it until you're older and wiser, unfortunately. And it's, like, I don't know if you took AP government when you are in high school, um, mm-hmm. but there, yeah, do you know, like, DBQs and all that? Yeah. It's like, yeah, instead of, like, an actual, like, question stuff, it's gonna be just, like, a Trump tweet. Or, like, people debating, you have to, like, decipher, like, what the policy was at the time, <laughs> what U.S. Uh, implications this caused. It's gonna be so that funny thinking that. That is so true, That's but gonna be, so creepy. Yeah, it's creepy, but it's definitely gonna happen. Because like, <laughs> they used to show, it'd be, like, a political cartoon from, mm-hmm. like... I don't know, the 1920s, and so you would, like, have to decipher, like, all right, what was happening at this time? What is this referring to? Yeah. That is so funny. They are definitely going to be doing Yeah, they'll that. maybe, like, blur out Trump's name, like, what president you think wrote this? <laughs> like, what was happening at the time? Yeah, it's freaky. It would be so easy, though, because you know which one did it. Yeah. You know Trump's oh, tweet. You, you know the Trump tweet, for sure. All caps, angry. <laughs> yeah. Crooked. So <laughs> many grammatical mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think we got to, like, wrap up a little bit here. Um... What is just something you hope that people know that you think they don't? Um, something, let me think. Um, I think something that everyone can benefit from is that education is everywhere. You can go online, you can ask people, you can pop a book the old-fashioned way. I think it's always important to learn, read articles, and stay engaged. Ultimately, I want people, especially our generation, to not be scared to speak up. When you see someone being mistreated, when you see someone saying something you don't agree with or something that's very insulting, you know, have the courage to speak up. Because I think when you challenge someone, they realize, hmm, that maybe wasn't right to say or make, hmm, maybe that's not the right thoughts to have. We grow as a country. We grow as a people. Um, I think a lot of people are scared at times. Like, we'll go on Facebook, we'll go on Twitter, and we'll type our opinions out the kazoo. But when we actually see someone who's maybe a Trump supporter or someone saying really nasty things in our life, we'll turn a blind eye to that because you don't want that confrontation. You don't have to get physical, obviously, but have a discussion. That's not right. Why did you vote for this? Just, you know, be you, stay true to yourself, and ultimately just know, like, what you do in this country, whether it's working, volunteering, whatever kind of sector you're in, you are helping this country economically. So you should have the power to say, hey, let's change these policies because... People are benefiting from your work. So if you want to benefit from your family, you want to benefit the whole country ultimately, just speak up. Be true to yourself. If you need that wage, if you want your wages raised, speak up to your boss. If you want better health care, speak to your representative. If you want better education, you know, speak to your governor. Simple as that. I think when people are engaged and we have conversations every once in a while, we'll grow. Um, I look forward to seeing, you know, my class, you guys growing up and seeing the things we do, because you guys are great people. You guys are my friends. I know you're going to be the voices that this country needs, but we need to tell the people that they can do it too. You know, we're not just one, we're not just one guy. We're not just one girl. We can't create the whole country on our back. We got to tell our friends they can help too. I think it's important when we get older, just keep hearing the conversation. Stay true to yourself. You know who you are and you can change the world. So keep it up. I love you guys. It was a great time. Aw, <laughs> you're very inspirational. I like, feel like really empowered right now. <laughs> okay.
But he was good. He gets people pumped up. Yeah. So this is really awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, Andres. Man, no problem. And like, um, I love talking to you guys. Yeah. I love spraying good things. So yeah. positive vibes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Positive Summer, vibes. Positive vibes. Summer vibes. Yeah. 20, so 2018. And thank you to everyone that's made it through this whole podcast and listened. Mule skis are called mule skis. Thank you, mule skis. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Peace.